how y'all doing? Hey, what's welcome good? back. What's good? <laughs> back in the end to Suitcases Podcast. Yes. All right. So, uh, before we even get started with today's podcast, <laughs> so honey, let's check in. Like, how are you? Girl. What's new? Girl, we got to do our little monthly check in. Yes. I'm okay. Good. I would like to definitely say, speaking of I'm okay, it literally reminds me of a, a video I watched earlier this week with the, another YouTube channel named Cut, and they were asking like a hundred women, are they okay? And they oh. literally all had different responses. Well, it was it's a, it's a very interesting question, but nonetheless, yeah. um, I'm okay. You know, things I would definitely say are in a transitional phase right now, mm-hmm. but I know I'm not alone in that from this standpoint, right? We're never really alone when we're going through things. Yeah. But going through something isn't always negative, too. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just transition. Like, I know things are changing for my brand, which is, you know, OCG. There's great things happening over there. A lot of networking, a lot of creativity. That's been, like, the biggest thing lately Mm -hmm. of creating. I'm finally really putting myself out there more in my craft and my work and being more versatile and putting myself out there, um, making friends. Like, I'm just trying different things yeah. and so you know it's it's cool it helps too this is my season girl i don't know oh. if it's the scorpio rising oh energy okay stop but like fall is really my season too yes. so i just i'm feeling ever so just in my zone you know mm-hmm. in my goddesshood so this is cute you know they're, they're taking off i'm feeling pretty good overall you know mentally physically spiritually okay. feeling good how about yourself uh, well as uh, for me mm-hmm. uh-huh. i have been working on a foundation building for over a year now yes. and it requires that i spend a lot of time on technology mm-hmm. which requires a lot of time spent indoors um, and a lot so, of grounding ooh, a lot of grounding to ooh, offset that it's, it's such a challenge yeah. and so recently I was able to get out for a little bit and see yeah. more of the city that I actually live in girl that we live in okay. and, a little and, uh, right. and that was actually both nice and uh much needed. It'll be nice to really, yeah. I feel like we're going to really experience more of the, like the seasons changing this year. Like, yeah. I know this is, you know, all the seasons changing, like, you know, definitely we'll be able to be more present, I yeah. guess, for those changes. So super excited for that. So that was cool hanging out and seeing different things. So we're experimenting and exploring. Yep. Speaking of exploring, Ooh. okay, we love that. All Hope right. Y'all ready today. <laughs> I hope you guys are ready. It's going to be cute. So buckle up. Y'all know it's a raw truth. Y'all already know how it go. Nonetheless, we will be actually talking about intimacy, mm-hmm. but not just intimacy, right? We're going to talk about really the misconceptions of intimacy. So we're really going to dig into it. I remember having an idea or something like that. We had kind of bobbed heads and ideas regarding this. So a little while ago, so I'm actually happy that we're finally having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to dig into, you know, like what is intimacy, right? What does that look like? Right. Well, I'm always basically yes. Let's jump on <laughs> in, okay? So intimacy can be defined as a closeness and or relationship with family and friends. Yep. It can further be defined as an act that you share with a partner sexually. Um, I can remember growing up in the 90s and uh, when a lot of the music was focused on physical intimacy. 
which had the power to shape our culture and society to where it is today. Uh, why? Uh, because to be honest, many of the millennials would not be here today had it not been for the baby making music. Okay, okay? I'm just right. putting it on out there. All right, All right, you know, and I'm going to keep it on. Millennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, you know, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Stop. <laughs> Although uh, many of us are familiar with sexual intimacy, it is yeah. more important that we acknowledge the purpose of intimacy at its core, okay, yeah. with regards to relationships, so that your physical intimacy will be rooted uh, on a solid foundation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, the sharing of non-physical intimate moments that will lay that foundation needed for healthy relationships and uh, it can be as simple as uh, sharing your thoughts, emotions, desires, and experiences with those who you are close to. Yeah, we're going to dig into all of that for sure because, again, we're talking about, you know, the different ways in which you can experience intimacy. And I really like that you spoke to family and friends because mm-hmm. I think, again, like even with intimacy, we often do just, it can be very limited, dude. Yes where you're really hyper fixated on just that person that you're initially attracted to the mm-hmm. person the person that you chose yeah. right for whatever that looks like so I do like that you can be intimate not only with others but yourself mm-hmm. even as well so we're gonna dig a little deeper so y'all buckle up you already know um now for my you know little hot take if you will I definitely want to delve a little bit in more into what the difference is truly in healthy intimacy and also unhealthy intimacy right so for me when I think of healthy intimacy in short to me it's very healing Mm -hmm. okay um healthy intimacy is mutual for all parties involved right it's very beneficial it's not parasitic okay Mm -hmm. you know everybody is able to flourish and to grow and feel valued seen respected right versus unhealthy intimacy while it isn't always rooted in trauma bonding or trauma a lot of it just really is when you really think about trauma is intimate if you will because it's it's still your experience no matter sharing that exactly Mm -hmm. with someone whom you clearly trust and value Again, there might be physical attraction, even just a a bond that had been built out of a friendship, mm-hmm. whatever that was, wherever you met that person, you know what I mean? So painting that picture, it can often be trauma bonding, right? And unhealthy intimacy, to be honest, ain't no other, other way to really put it. It can be really draining. Mm-hmm. You know, you can feel very depleted in that moment. It, it's a lot of emotion. It is a lot being released. It's a lot. It's like that full moon energy where you like, you don't want to be under the full moon because everybody's releasing at that time. So you like, nah, I'm probably going to go home with something I didn't really want. Right. So moving forward, um, I would say that most folks tend to lack the depth or even the understanding of what intimacy even is, right? Like intimacy is often simplified to sex, as we will continuously say. And um, while sex is beautiful, mwah, chef's kiss and everything, um, it is a form of intimacy, of course. Um, but when we look beyond our own understanding, our own understanding at that time, we can really see how much further and deeper we can get with others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, healthy intimacy, again, is healing, it's nurturing, it's quick to listen and, and, and slow to respond, okay? Healing intimacy can just be like sharing silence, dude. You ever just mm-hmm. be in the space? We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. 
We we should we this is intimate. This whole podcast. Yeah, it's very intimate. it's very, very, very intimate, right? Because we're we're holding the space yep. for you all. Yeah. Um, so that you all can experience yep. uh, your legitimate freedom. Yeah. Nonetheless, right? Um, it is also, you know, again, I you literally took it out of my mouth, like holding space for others to express their emotions, supporting your partner's vision or giving, you know, the other one room to grow and make mistakes. I have to do that. <laughs> I have to do that as a mother. Carry on. I'm still your partner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I have to let you, you grow. Do, you do. I have, I have to, to bump my you. head. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go through some things. I have to be stubborn. I have to figure it out. You know, that's still crawl before you walk in and do right. Um, versus, um, you know, it's all about self, right? Unhealthy intimacy is really all about self. That person getting whatever it is that they want um, and whatever they can get out of the experience, in short, right? Mm-hmm. I know that wasn't short, but y'all get where I'm going. Um, that, that is just unhealthy. <laughs> it, it just, at its base, you it's know what I'm saying? I got to get mine and I don't yep. get, there's no yep. regard for yep. the other person that's yep. even involved. And But that's what parasitism is. No, People. yeah, it can really be one-sided for sure, 100%. Not mutualism. No, 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 no. We're going to break some science. On it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Unhealthy um, intimacy often leaves one or both parties feeling depleted, right? Um, some examples, you know, when I think about it, could be, you know, giving your partner what it is that they, um, giving your partner what they want after, you know, like basically in short, you are kind of holding something over their head. Like, you know what, I'm going to give you what you want once I get mine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know that she wants to go to this event. So, but once she takes my emotional dumping, then I'll reward her with taking her to this event. You know, that was just like on the fly example, but that's kind of how it, you know, can kind of work in that unhealthy intimacy where it's like, you'll share this moment together. Yeah. Once I get my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it could be very selfish. You know what I'm saying? And I think that. Um, would be a great segue for us to actually talk about when we're talking because you mentioned about relationships well we we need to actually talk about how do we get into these relationships so we need to talk about attachment styles is what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about attachment styles right here so according to the attachment project okay attachment is the emotional bond that forms during early childhood when we are 10 to 20 months old and it is based on our parents behavior right the attachment theory dates back to the 1950s yes it does okay (laughs) but here what we have to also talk about is is what is an attachment disturbance okay Mm. that is a dysfunctional relationship pattern that is repeated as adults when we engage with others according to the attachment project 32% of people in the United States have a dysfunctional relationship pattern. (laughs) Root causes of this can be trauma, war, as well as economic deprivation. The pain experienced from this dysfunction that can be passed on from generation to generation. And this, y'all, is what results in ancestral curses, okay? So um, we're not going to stop that. We're going to take this discussion a step further to address some specific attachment styles and how they manifest in adults. 
There are four attachment styles, and those are secure, disorganized, anxious, and avoidant. Oh, child, we're going to get into these attachment styles, so I'm going to try not to cry. Nonetheless, (laughs) the first one is the anxious attachment style. Now, the anxious attachment style is the unbearable fear of the thought of living without your partner. Um, maybe we should say true warning, child. I don't know. You essentially hold this partner to such a high standard. Um, I'd also like to add that this attachment style could cause massive separation anxiety as well. Um, with this attachment style, you can also feel as though your partner isn't as invested in the relationship as you are. Um, these feelings can develop a fear of abandonment um, from said person or stems from past experiences, right? With this attachment style, um, feeling safe and secure is really important. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, we're going to talk about, you know, there are some superpowers, right? There's some strengths essentially with having this attachment style. And so that that can kind of manifest of they are the guardians at the workplace to make sure that things are running correctly and securely. Um, In relationships, they fall in love easily and hold their partners in high regards, okay? Um, Now, in friendships, these individuals are the caretaker of the friend groups. We love them. We know all about them. Um, Now, what we're going to do on the flip side is we're going to talk about the avoidant attachment style. Um, Those are folks who are more secure in their emotions, right? They tend to be strong, independent, and self-sufficient on an emotional level. Now, one could expect for them to have high self-esteem. However, they do tend to, you know, not depend on others for emotional and avoid emotional, you know, closeness, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they do still have some superpowers of the avoidant attachment style, and they include, you know, at work, they increase the productivity of their team and save on resources, okay, in relationships, they are less needy and clingy with their partner. Um, in friendships, they are more likely to have a lot of friends rather than a few close ones. Mm-hmm. So there are some benefits to being an avoidant or even having the atta- uh, the anxious attachment style, yeah. okay? Yeah, for sure. So um, moving on to the third attachment style, and that is the secure partner. And secure partners are comfortable expressing their emotions the relationship enables both partners to be mutually dependent, i.e. having each other's back. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the relationship is based on honesty, tolerance, and emotional cl- closeness. In the workforce, these individuals make the best leaders. They care about their employees' well-being and development. Relationship-wise, they usually seek long-term and committed relationships based on trust, mutual understanding, and emotional closeness. Um, and they're also uh, positive about their sex life. Hey. So, right? <laughs> so now we're going to talk about disorganized partners. Oh, okay? my goodness. <laughs> All right. So the disorganized partner can be a bit unstable in their social bonds. They desire the relationship and fear it at the same time, y'all. Mm. Um, they desire intimacy but find it difficult to trust others, okay? So there's like this 
push-pull thing going mm. on. Some positive aspects of the disorganized partner, though, is that uh, guarding the team so that nothing happens uh, by using their ability to effectively communicate in the workforce. They have the ability to maintain their independence and individuality in a relationship, which is important. And as for friendships, they can be social, adventurous, and provide acts of service for their friends. Okay? Yeah. You love a good pros and cons, yes. baby. Yes. It's okay. Uh, so it's AKA, and I took the attachment style quiz. And, and you we can too. Right, and you can too. We're going to provide <laughs> that link in the show notes. Please check it out. Um, and, uh, so we're going to share our quiz results with y'all. Right yeah, now. I'm okay. so excited. Yes. You can hear it in my voice. Well, go ahead on and speak your truth. Okay, basically, y'all. <laughs> Did you guess it? Did you guess it? You probably didn't guess it, but you should have guessed it. I have the anxious attachment style. Okay, I'm not going to cry. Um, but in short, you know, I am fully aware that there's a lot of strength and a lot of freedom and just speaking my truth, mm-hmm. owning my truth. First of all, it's so damn healing for me yes. and then empowering for me. And then on top of that, it allows me to create a former, deeper intimacy within myself yes. to do the work, okay, to really work through those things. Um, but in all, you know, it definitely does stem from the traditional daddy issues, mm-hmm. abandonment issues type of thing. It has, again, nothing to do with my mother. Um, Thank you. But no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with you. It's just the truth. But yeah, so at the end of the day, it's still something that I'm struggling with. And we are talking about, you know, relationships pretty heavy in this conversation. Mm -hmm. But again, that's on all forms. But I know that, child, my stomach grumbling. I know that a lot of that really, for me, comes up with this attachment style. It's very prevalent in my relationships, especially with men. Yeah. You know, like it's definitely like actual romantic relationships, not so much with friendships as much as it is from relationships. Um, so it's still something that I'm working through, but I just want y'all to know that it's okay. Like if yeah. you are, if you're that type that gets separation anxiety, you know, if you're the type that, you know, you know, pull for your partner, you want it to work, you're a hopeful romantic, we're going to elevate our language. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? You're not really okay. And if you continue to do the work, <sighs> that will not always be your attachment style. Yeah, that's true. You can grow out of it. Yes. I do you believe can. you can. I know you can, you but can. you have to do the work. You gotta show it's up. a choice. Yeah. All right. So there's my truth. Yay. Yeah. Because <laughs> see, this quiz was eye opening for me because it required <laughs> me to dig deep <laughs> by Girl, reflecting on the relationship. Y'all should have been here when we were taking the quiz. <laughs> because uh, uh, I had to dig deep and you know reflect on the relationships yeah. that I had mm-hmm. with my parents as well as my overall approach to relationships mm-hmm. now although I scored in the secure category with regards to attachment styles I have experienced my share of anxiety yeah. avoiding others when I needed yeah. my personal space and sometimes I can think I'm disorganized because I manage multiple projects at the same time. So my brain is in constant motion. I never thought which, of it that way. <laughs> which can make me think that things are out of control. However, it is my organized chaos. That's okay. Fast. So like, That's you know truth. what I'm saying? Um, my um, becoming secure with myself and relationships has been a long process of knowing yeah. myself and being aware of the perspectives 
as well as the needs of others. I think okay. it's pretty cool. I think, to be honest, you know, we're a little bit of all of these. Yeah, we, It's kind of like the love language type of thing. Y'all know how this stuff goes. It's, yeah. it's like you're really all of them, but something's just more prominent. Yeah. And I feel like, again, there's an age difference here. There's two oh, different cool. lives here. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, of course. I've had more yeah. time to work on yeah. that. <laughs> I've had more time to become secure when it yeah, comes to relationships. Sure. You know what for I'm saying? Sure. So you can actually, you you Man, grow through all of that. You grow through it. Yeah. Okay. So nonetheless, y'all, you know we gotta give y'all a little something. Yeah. We're gonna give y'all some strategies to love on yourself to create more intimacy in your everyday life. Come okay. On right. So to create more intimacy in your life, I think that it is important for you to know yourself as well as the things that you feel comfortable sharing with others. Yeah. Don't ever share things that you're not comfortable sharing, okay? Um, know your attachment style so that you can discover how you approach relationships, okay? Um, if you have not already, work on having a positive self-image. We are loved and are deserving to be loved. A positive self-image ensures that you are confident when approaching others. And lastly, you got to be aware of what intimacy means to you so that you can both embody and attract. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And attract. Hello. Come on. I would definitely say to, you know, romanticize your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. That soft life energy that y'all see all the time on Instagram. Basically, I'm going to give you some examples. Okay. Like drinking some tea while taking a bath. Lighting candles for no reason, okay? Listening to some R&B, you know, mm-hmm. switching up the vibe, switching up the energy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, having open and honest communication about your needs and your wo- and your wants, excuse me, with folks of interest to you. Friends, relationships, whatever, just, hey, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, setting realistic boundaries, and maintaining them. You gotta maintain them. You can't <laughs> just set them. You right. You must maintain you got them. got to. Because folks are going to try to test Ooh, it, right? Yes. All the time. Yes, yes, yes. And I would definitely say, if I had to leave y'all with a last one here, it would be to spend more time alone with yourself in your own body. Maybe get a little naked. You know, whatever that look like. You know, but be free. <laughs> Embody yourself. Little spend time mism. with yourself. Mm-hmm. Love on yourself. Head on. Come on. I'm here for it. I love it. Well, family, we thank you for listening to another Raw Truths podcast episode. We vlog our podcast episodes on YouTube, so you can check us out there. Also, be sure to check out our blog by clicking the URL provided in the show notes. Yes. Alrighty, guys. You already know we are two suitcases with a Z. <laughs> Alrighty. That's on Twitter as well as Instagram. Be sure to check us out there. And be also aware that we are on your favorite streaming platforms, which include RSS.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Listen Notes, Deezer, and Stitcher. Well, we love you, family, and we are.